0: All right, let's stand. We'll sing everybody back and get started again. My life's in You, my strength's in You, my hope's in You, in You, in You. My life is in You, Lord. My strength is in You, Lord. My hope is in You, Lord. In You. Is in you, Lord, my strength Is in you, Lord, my hope Is in you, Lord, in you, it's in you I will praise you with all of my life I will praise you with all of my strength Is in You, Lord, my hope. Is in You, Lord, in You, in You. My life is in You, Lord, my strength is in You, Lord, my hope is in You, Lord, in You, it's in You. I will praise You with all of my life. I will praise You with all of my strength. With all of. All of my hope is in You. My life is in You, Lord. My strength is in You, Lord. My hope is in You, Lord. In You, it's in You. My life is in You, Lord. My strength is in You, Lord. My hope is in You, Lord. In You, it's in You. In You, it's in You. In
1: You.
2: bless
0: the lord oh my soul oh my soul worship his holy song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the evening comes. Bless the Lord, O my soul.
1: about the table uh, a part of that is examining our relationships and in Corinthians when Paul's writing to correct a problem about what they were doing around the table they were despising and leaving some of the brothers out and not treating them right and he says look you need to look at your life you need to look at your uh, not only just your relationship with God but you need to look at your relationship with the brothers and the sisters as you get around the table So one of the things we wanted to do today before we ever come to the table, we wanted to offer the invitation. We normally do that at the end of our services, but we want to do it uh, uh, at this point before we ever come to the table. One, there may be people out here who have been studying the Bible who want to obey the gospel. And you know, the two physical acts that connect us to the gospel, baptism, that reenacting the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, that physical act connects us to the gospel. And then the physical act of taking the Lord's Supper connects us to the gospel. <clears throat> so we want to give people an opportunity if they need baptism to do that at the invitation. Also, typically at our invitation, people respond with all kinds of needs. And we always want to be open to the needs of people. Uh, sometimes uh, we, there's a uh, anointing with oil for someone who is sick. And we do that publicly. We want the whole church behind that to, uh, sometimes there's repentance that someone's really messed up their life publicly and needs to respond to sometimes there's just prayer requests and if you just and if you have those like for someone's in the hospital or for someone in your family we'll handle those too but we're not going to handle those public. if you'll just come down to one of the guys that'll be down here they'll pray with you we'll get that on our prayer chain we'll get it announced at the end of our service we'll handle those kind of that way at those particular kinds of requests but the invitation uh, is really to all of us to look our relationship with God and other people, uh, we want to come to the table in a good-hearted way, ready to commune and be together.
3: Yeah, our hope in this series has really been to get out of our own comfort zone as a church and really to try and figure out what, what as close as we can get it would, would our worship service look like if it was really in correspondence with the way it looked like in the New Testament church. And so when Paul writes his letter to the Corinthian church, I I just can't not help but vision that it's a letter written to like 70,000 or like 100,000 believers. It's like, think, this is the letter to the Corinthian church. It's been circulated all over the world to millions upon millions of people. But it was a letter written to probably a group of between 40 and 60 Christians who were gathering in a home worshiping together. And they would get around a table and they would eat, and before they would eat, they would make sure that their heart was right with one another, And that their heart was right with God. And often in our church services, we kind of do things in an order that we've had passed down, which is really great. And it's also appropriate to really get out of our comfort zone from time to time to make a good assessment. And So that's what our hope is this morning, that if you need to get your heart right with God or another, that you use this time to examine yourself and then to respond. And so while they sing a verse of a song and we take this time, if you need to make your heart right, use this opportunity to do so. I'll pray, and then we'll sing. Let's pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we come before you thankful for an opportunity to examine our hearts and to lay our burdens down before you and to re-engage others in, in you in new and fresh ways. I just ask that this would be a time of cleansing and renewal for our church and that you would draw close to us as we lift you up and draw close to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's be standing, please. Just, just as
4: Side. I am with you.
2: sky grew dark and the earth began to shake with justice no longer
0: There's for the water hole
3: If the ushers would come forward at this time, and and their church, they're going to start to pass out the bread. You know, the the bread is a time where we we really.
1: Tell to hold it we're going to hold the bread. When you get your bread, just hang on to it for a little bit before you take it. We want to uh, take it all together at the same time. Okay, so just hang on there. Trinkle. Yeah, yeah.
3: So as you're holding the bread, you know, we're 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 in a moment going to read together um, the words of the apostle Paul to the church in Ephesus. And there are really two things that the the bread represents, and the first is the actual body of our Lord Jesus Christ that was beaten for our sins and for our iniquity. And this is a time, yes, where we, we naturally would feel compelled to remember His suffering and His sacrifice for us. A death that we deserve to die for sins that we live and struggle with day in and day out. And that's something that we shouldn't take lightly and that should challenge us to a different lifestyle. But there's another body represented by the bread that is often more difficult for us to be mindful of, particularly with the traditions that we've developed in our church over time. And this is the body of our forever family, men and women who have been baptized into Christ that are sitting right here in our midst. And how those of us who have been redeemed by Jesus really are one, we are unified in Christ. And that's cause for rejoice, that's cause for celebration, that's cause for unity and harmony. So this was absolutely the pattern of the New Testament church. They would come together and they would certainly remember and give thanks, but they would also rejoice in knowing that their brothers and their sisters and their family had been redeemed by a loving Savior. Because
1: this, this bread is also- gospel is first, first with God and with one another, and so it calls us to re-examine that make sure we're where we need to be in the body of believers. So if you would, please join me in the reading of this verse out of Ephesians, and then we will take the breath. Please join me. Be completely, be completely humble, humble and gentle, and gentle. Be, be patient, gentle. Be patient be bearing with one, one another together. in love.
4: Love one another, for love is of
0: God. He who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God. For
1: ministry in New Valley Texas was with Crystal's dad Randy Green and Ray Melton many of you know we were all together there and then uh, they planted a church in uh, Russia and then eventually went back and planted another church in Kazakhstan so if you want to work on your Russian just see Crystal she can help you I think Jeremy said don't see him yeah.
4: right?
1: <laughs> uh, but uh, they uh, work in the ministry in Orlando Florida and So uh, room and board meant you have to sing with us. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about it.
0: you call me your...
3: It, it would be worth the trip to Orlando to get to listen to those guys sing for about an hour so thank you guys so very much we're gonna take the cup and and before we do I, I would like us to read together Luke chapter 22 verse 20 and and the cup is about our covenant with our Lord Jesus Christ so if you guys would read together with me Luke 22 starting in verse 20 let's read right now in the same way After the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Ushers, if you would come on down and and start to serve. And while they're serving, you guys go ahead and take the cup. And I'm going to mention a couple of things that I want us to be mindful of as we participate in this element of the Lord's Supper. Again, this service we've really tried to follow what would be close to the New Testament model of our order of service we've taken an opportunity to examine our hearts how our hearts are in terms of our relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ is there sin in our lives that we need to repent for the second thing that we've done is we've taken an opportunity to examine how our hearts are in terms of our relationship with others we've taken a moment to make amends we have participated in the breaking of the bread and we've given thanks and we've been mindful of the sacrifice of the body of our Lord Jesus Christ and the torturous death he died to redeem us of our sin and now it's time to recall the covenant that we're making with him based on his blood which he directly indicates is a symbol of this new covenant this this covenant is is first and foremost a call to holiness that word is a word that means set apart and we who are redeemed by the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ should behave as though we are redeemed that we have been purchased with a price with the precious blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ how can this not influence us or compel us to behave differently to relinquish the things from our old life and press forward every day taking up our cross denying ourselves and following after Jesus Christ. This is also a call to mission. How can we who have been redeemed, who have been freed by the precious blood of our Savior, not spread the truth of the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ with the world that is lost and dying around us? And as we participate in the Lord's Supper and we are served by Him through these emblems that that commemorate His body and blood, we should be moved to behave and live differently in this new covenant.
1: The table calls us to be nourished, to go out of this, these doors out of these walls, and into our life every day to represent Christ, to live in his character, live with his integrity, live with his love for other people. So we should get our nourishment here from each other and from being with from the Lord. But it also reminds us of a promised table for the future. One of these days, we're all going to be gathering around a table again with Jesus in heaven. And you know what? I'm going to love it so much. I'm tired of going to the hospital, aren't you, Trent? Visiting people. I'm tired of seeing disease and sickness, and I'm tired of seeing people have struggles and and mess-ups in their life and that are burdened with that. And I look so forward, so forward to being in heaven. This is a table. So when you made that covenant with god and we renew it every week around the table it says i'm going to go out and live like jesus i'm going to take the gospel to folks but i'm looking ahead i've got hope for the future and so between the the, between the the cross and the crown between the time i get there you know there's good things gonna happen and look the ascension says jesus is alive and well at the right hand Mm -hmm. of god helping me every day i think there kind kinds to need to be a renewed uh acknowledgement and consciousness of the ascension of jesus that's part of the gospel too good news of him being at god's right hand helping us every day living his holy spirit to indwell us every day to guide us to that future that's what we have that's the nourishment we get that's why we worship here today acknowledging the greatness of the gospel that we're called to, that we're called to share, and that we have hope for the future. And that's a pretty good thing to look forward to, don't you think? Trent, would you lead us in prayer, please?
3: Let's pray. Lord God, again, we come before you with an attitude of thanks and praise. Thanks so much for Jesus. Thanks for his blood. Thanks for sending him back to heaven, God, so that he can mediate between us and you. We just ask that we would always, that you'd help us to always be mindful of his sacrifice, his resurrection, and his ascension, and to live in hope and expectation of a a future day where all the physical malady, all the sin, sickness, all the misery, and sadness disappears from our lives, and we get to live in, in eternity in heaven with you, free from all of that, and giving you thanks, glory, and praise every single day. Uh, forever, we ask that you bless each person here and help us approach our week and this Thanksgiving season with an attitude of thanks and joy for all you've done for us. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. I see the King of Glory coming on
1: the clouds on the fire. with fire. The
0: love and mercy Washing over place with selfless faith, with selfless faith. I see and be
4: Thank you for the cross Lord.
0: Thank you for the price you paid. Bearing all my sin and shame in love you came and gave amazing grace. Thank you for the
1: plan